Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! Alrighty, boys, welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Joe Norton, struggling a little bit. Jared, struggling two weeks in, got the COVID bug. <laughs> the bug. It's, yeah, uh, the bug. <laughs> it's a little rough. You might hear me coughing. I, you know, the unfortunate thing here in this little makeshift podcast arena that we have, uh, indulged ourselves into is i don't have a mute button so uh unfortunately for a guest here they might hear some coughing and you might have to pick me up uh throughout the podcast but how are you doing i'm awesome <laughs> so sorry to, so it's yeah it's kudos to you too man i know we were kind of talking earlier in the week about should we should we try it or not and i think we were talking about maybe Wednesday or Thursday, and then we were like, well, let's shoot for Thursday to see if you kind of start feeling better, and we didn't – I didn't hear from you. So I just – I had I had to do this training for work, and so I just scheduled it to do it Thursday night while at the house while the game was on. Yeah. And um, – but then you wanted you wanted to push through. And you yeah, I wanted – excuse me. Want, wanted to – wanted to do it yesterday – it just wasn't in the cards. Uh, took some meds, still taking meds, believe it or not, actually. So just so everybody knows, the listeners are aware of, took some uh, took some DayQuil maybe about an hour ago, hoping that it could uh, get me through this. Also took a shot of Jaeger. Oh. Uh, and then um, sipping on some Jim Beam and uh, Coke Zero. So hopefully this will maybe uh numb my body or my vocal cords to get me through it maybe i might black out i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know if i'll get through it or not so we'll see there some people might actually want your vocal cords numb to where they you don't talk as much could be bada bing could be bada boom i can only think of two maybe maybe (laughs) rusty (laughs) Chaz. And maybe Mike, but I think Mike is in my good graces. Michael, excuse me, Michael. Yeah, yeah. we got to get on graces. Yeah, Michael, Michael, Michael. Um, but but yes, kudos <clears throat> to you. We're here on a we're here on a Friday night. Um, Morgan's out of town this weekend, so I got the three kids. My parents hadn't seen the kids in a while, so they came in town. They got here a little bit later, about eight thirty, and I couldn't be like, "Hey, ma, hey, pa, I got to go outside and do a pod." So you got the kids. <laughs> 
so I kind of hung out with them for a little bit. And wow. So nice. Now here we are. And I mean, so are you, you're outside, right? Like I'm actually, I'm in my office. You're I didn't in the be office. Outside. I didn't want to be outside with the elements. Okay. Considering good. everything I got going on. Although I did test negative today. That's good. So I don't, I don't have it anymore. According to the at home test. Um, Christy did throw me a curveball though. She will be leaving for the beach. Yes. I talked uh, to I five talk- in the morning. I talked to another, yeah. Talked to another fellow leaguesman who said his <clears> wife <throat> is also leaving. Yeah, so she's a uh, little curveball yeah. there. So yeah. I'll be, I'll be, uh, you know, stay at home dad for the next day and a half, recovering with COVID. So we'll see how that goes. It's a good weekend for it, though. Like, so you got it's gonna be going. <laughs> gonna be nice. Yeah. App in my. They play Miami tomorrow. Is that watch right? out! Watch Uh-oh. out, hurricanes! You don't Uh-oh. want none of this. Uh oh. You don't um, want none of this. But yeah, I'm outside in my normal spot, and it's like it feels like it's like 58 degrees out here. I would love to be out there. I actually I got, had the chimney swept yesterday. Yeah. I had it swept yesterday. Got a nice clean cylinder, so it's all ready for some wood fires. There you uh, go. Maybe next week. Hopefully, after go. a Bears win, probably, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have a nice little next week's pod. Will be under a fire. So I think. We'll I think. I think. I think we got a like a slight cold front kind of here in the next few days. And I think it's supposed to be back in the nineties next. Perfect. Week. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm out here. I, that, before I came outside, I had to throw on a little hoodie and I'm out here in shorts and no socks. My feet are a little cold. I know Rusty would be cold. Rusty we're, would be freezing his fucking ass off. Well, we're about to heat them up with, uh, with everything we got to talk right. about. We got two weeks of, uh, NCFFL, um, stuff to talk about yeah. we're going to get into the draft weekend the recap talk about opening night yeah uh, then we're going to follow that up with a little actual draft recap so kind of what happened throughout the drafts how we feel the teams did did they do well did they not do well did we have a, a surprise drafter in the mix that maybe we didn't see um, might get into some, actually it's, there's no might. we're going to get into weekly predictions, matchups, season predictions, and then possibly some start, start and sit. So nice little pot here. We're going to try and keep it to about an hour. I think that's about all I'll be able to last, but typically that doesn't ever occur. We always end up uh, going over, but the drink, the drinks darkness. start flowing the ideas and the opinions start flowing. We start feeding off each other. A lot of opinions, so, especially the first pod post draft. Yeah. A lot of opinions. A lot of, we feed off each other, just like all of us fed off each <clears> other <throat> the entire weekend. Some just feeding off COVID to each other. Some yep. feeding off actual alcoholic drinks to each other. Hmm. Um, outside of COVID, what was the highlight of your weekend? Uh, the <laughs> draft weekend or yeah. previous weekend? The draft weekend. <laughs> <laughs> not not counting COVID. Okay, not counting COVID. I mean, I'm assuming you get. I mean, I'm assuming you're on the up and in, and you kind of get through this, and now you have the antibodies. I got something. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping they're <laughs> antibodies. Uh, the shortness of breath and the cough is definitely something I could get rid of anytime it yeah. wants to leave. I'll be happy with that. Um, I would say for me, if we're going to get right into it, um, I think, you know, I never expect for me, based on, you know, my history, uh, to have a great draft. Sometimes right. I have a good draft. 
I never leave feeling fantastic. Um, so for me, the highlight would be golf because I just throttled everybody. Yeah. Um, and I do have to say that, you know, playing the round before the tournament, I think kind of helped because I, th- I think I went like 80, 76, which is just yeah. thumping people. Yeah. Um, so that felt good. Felt good to put two quality rounds in. Um, I know other people, you know, didn't, <coughs> didn't feel the same and they kind of wish they had their, <coughs> their reggae there, but you know, believe it or not, I had a solid, solid, uh, teammate, me and Chaz just, we just did work. I mean, he put, he, I'll tell, I'll, I'll say this for Chaz. He may not be good from the approach shot in, but he could get his drives into the fairway. And I would say we took probably 50% of his. There you go. So that's, that's, that's all I needed. I and from, in. from approach in, I was, I was just nuts out. I yeah. was just lighting it up. It was just unstoppable. So, yeah. So me and my partner, <laughs> we, we were pretty confident in our ability up until I realized kind of the, the rules of the game and how it was going to be played. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to offer anything here, here, John, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be flying solo on this mission. So I think we, I think I put maybe four in the fairway off the tee box. So not a margin, margin. Did, did, in, did that include par threes? Uh, one was in a, one was under a basement in a house Eesh. on a par three. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, no, some of them did not include par threes. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was not, it was not a highlight of my weekend was, was golf. Cause, I mean, what is it when you, everybody just hits a shot, you pick the spot, you hit the shot from them. What's that, Captain Short? <laughs> well, we, or best so ball? The, what is that? So we did a modified – best ball i i want to say so basically we each drive it and then we take the best drive yeah from there and then we play our our own shot so like for chaz and i i would yeah. have chaz drive and if right. he was in the fairway i just tried to unload one yeah so it didn't matter for me but if he missed then i had to put like you know a, a three wood stinger out there about 265 and we would still be fine. Well, the problem but, with yeah, problem with me and my partner was we had that same approach and that same strategy, and that's what you do there. I'd get up and I'd tee it up and I'd just lay the wood, and boom, that thing would go about two fifty three hundred dead right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, well, you're up, Johnny. Yeah, I mean that's that's a tough deal for John to to so, to kind of handle that. I had so, so let me do a rundown real quick. So I had, excuse me, I had me and Chaz winning with a seventy six, and I'm not sure on everybody else's score. I think this is what I figured it out to be, but Michael and Rusty finished with an eighty three, which quite honestly I'm surprised because you and I both have seen Rusty play, and that was Michael was just carrying that team probably. He was Michael was kind of liked out. <laughs> Michael um, doing really well, which is amazing because Rusty. I want to say Michael shot close to a hundred the round before. I want to say he uh, was at like a ninety six or ninety seven. So for him to yeah. go ninety six 
Hello? Yep. Yeah, yeah. we're there. And then uh, then I had... Uh, sorry. Still got me? Kind of. Yeah. I'm not sorry. losing you. I got my COVID's wife. COVID's not getting you. I'm not nah, losing you. It's, it's the wife is calling me. So um, uh, I don't know what's going on here. Hold on one sec. Hey, Austin, run upstairs. Mom needs you. <laughs> sorry about that. <clears throat> Sometimes we have to deal with kids at 10, 10, 10 at night. Yeah, it's 10, um, 20. Yeah. Um, and then, so I had Brad and Pittman sitting at an 85, and then I had you and Johnny at an 86. Is that correct? I doubt it. It's probably correct. It may be. I mean, if it's either, I don't know. How was I your didn't... putting game? I, You know, we didn't get to play together. I kind of wanted to play with you and Johnny and see how you kind of doing. And, and you're, you are renowned. Your putting abilities. How was it? How's it working on the river's edge greens? I, I mean, it was solid. I mean, I was two putting from everywhere. My problem okay. is my, my two putts for me was like my sixth and seventh shot. So, yeah. because I can't, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good enough. My golf game right now is not good enough in that kind of format. So, I need it to be what is it like? What's the like best shot each time you choose? Was that best, best ball? Best ball. See that can I can have more value there, yes. Where, but oh well, we'll see. Maybe maybe next year if that was the maybe maybe we can do something where it's like an additional hybrid where front nine we do the captain's choice best ball hybrid and then the back nine we do actual just best ball. I don't know. I like that. I think yeah, best ball gets everybody involved. Right, so no yeah. matter what happens, you know it's it's best ball from every shot. I, yeah. I, I, that's fair. I, I mean, considering who we got playing and whatnot, I, th- I definitely think that's fair. Yeah, and then so. maybe we might uh, coerce, you know, Brian and 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 Brooks to play too. Maybe they, they gotta, can be that fifth team. Because best play ball, at some point, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, best ball. What the hell? I mean, we gotta get all the guys out there at some point, right? Uh, I hope, but so. I can't. I mean, I can, but it's easy for me to say that for golf, but I'm one of the ones that also didn't go fishing. So maybe yeah. one day. Now, were you, now there's, so this is from an outside perspective who did not go, but from yeah. what I've heard is it was really awesome. There was competition between the boats and there was fish came home, some stuff. Y'all saw a hammerhead shark. I, so, I identified a hammerhead shark eight lot, feet off the boat. A lot of cool stories, um, but it was also really hot outside there, right? Like out on the boat. Were you like just? I've, I've, I got the feeling that like some people who boated were like just extremely exhausted by the time like Saturday evening rolled around. I would say this: this being out in the sun for that period of time probably didn't help the stamina. Um, quite honestly, I think our captain gave me COVID. <laughs> You're blaming everybody. <laughs> it might have been the hammerhead. <laughs> well, the hammerhead didn't get close enough. We tried to get it close, <laughs> but it wasn't biting. Um, but I, th- I think it was the captain that gave it to me, and then I gave it to Johnny. Maybe. It doesn't make sense. Well, it does make sense because Brad has already had COVID. He's already had the shot. Pittman just got over having COVID, so he's got, like, antibodies up the ass. So he ain't getting it. I think it was the damn captain. Damn Captain Hunter giving me COVID. 
They need to start testing there at OIB, you know, <laughs> fishery, whatever you want to call it. I should so, probably sue. Yeah. I don't know if you can sue for a virus. Probably. But not. so let me ask you this, because it was an awesome weekend with yeah. the golf, fishing, obviously the dinner. The I mean, shout out to Brian with the outside of you about to accuse the 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 chef of also bringing COVID. I think it was but, her too. But that, I mean, that dinner was on point. I will say this. This was a weekend which we always expect to have greatness at. But for whatever reason, like people stepped it up this year. Did they not? A lot of perks. Let's start it off with, first of all, Michael, with his logistical work, not only with golf, but with the fishing, right? So hats off there. And then we get super surprised with freaking awesome leather koozies. Yep. And phenomenal NCFFL American hats. Yep. Like out of nowhere that came. And then we have Brian who's like, you know, I'm a champion one time in my life at something. And so I'm going to go balls to the wall and then hire this black chef who probably was like, why am I feeding all these white people? I'm going to give them COVID while I'm at it. Cause I look like the help right here. Um, gives us COVID while she's giving us a fantastic meal. Was it and worth then, it? That meal was worth it though, right? It was a good meal. It was a good meal. <laughs> Uh, the sprinkles, those sprinkles on, on line, that damn key line. Watch out, boys! That was. It's going to be whoever whoever wins it this year. I feel bad. Be- I feel bad for next year because there's probably not going to be any more like surprises. The, I mean, I don't know how you like up that dinner. Everybody's going to be disappointed. And I'm just yeah. If I win, excuse me, when I win this year, it's going to be Papa John's all around. We're gonna re- we're gonna restart the the expectation bar since it might have just gotten met this past year. Well, if you give everyone their own garlic sauce, you might be a, you you know you might be a good yeah. GM. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we had a fantastic meal. Then on top of the meal, we get to serve Pappy Van Winkle. I don't know. Yeah. You know, kudos to Chaz for that, and double kudos to Pittman for seducing his wife on his way down there. To pick that up for us. Yeah. Um, then out of nowhere again from the rafters, Jared and Joe come down with a clown shirt of the commissioner <laughs> just for shits and giggles. And Who the surprises was? on everybody's face with that was, I thought that was epic because everyone was like, what the fuck? Chaz didn't even know what happened for two hours. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Chaz didn't <laughs> even see it for like three hours He's later. like, who's on your shirt? And Look like, at your oh, shirt. He's like, oh my God, that's John. We're like, welcome to Earth, Chaz. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and then I've non-draft related, I, I see where I hit on some of my the, our over-under bets on the pre-draft pod. All right, so let's get into that. So I got them all written down. We'll get into the <clears throat> over-under. So not only did you have over-unders, but you also had some additional bets 
that you made. And then you had some side bets that you made or didn't want to tell me about, which I'll let you get into. So we'll start off with the over-under. So first thing was first, you had, excuse me, over-under, one and a half defenses by Chaz. That hit the under. Chaz only selected one defense, which was, I think, everybody was surprised by that. Right. Um, then you have over under one and a half kickers by Johnny, which I think all of us again, surprise, only took one. Yep. Now, I think this caught <coughs> everybody by surprise. Over under 0.5, one of the GMs is going to throw up. You hit the over on that one. <laughs> Yep. Now, for those that might <laughs> may not be aware, one of the GMs threw up, and it wasn't due to being out on the boat and fishing. It was Brad. First night. He First was excited. Night. First night, excited yep. with everybody. Some people excited. can handle it. Some people can't. There was a dude singing country music, just serenading a bunch of other dudes. Don't even get me started there, because I'm about to re- do another rule about that. No, I, I, I'm going to approve that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Man, Brad just goes, takes a two-hour nap in a flatbed truck. Not even throws, his truck, Pittman's truck. Some other truck. Throws up on the other side of it. The best part, though, is like two hours later, you just pop back up and just like carrying on a conversation again. Typical Brad. <laughs> rally, just like, you know, back at the deuce. He's like, I'm going to tee you. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to get my bearings. I'm going to come back and finish, thing, finish this off. And that's exactly what he did. So over okay. on that, I think I totally said the under would hit on that. And I lost that one. Yep. Um, then we had. Over under 9.5 wide receivers and running backs from the Bears and Panthers. Do you know what that number is? I no, did the not, math. It's not 9.5. Yes, it was. It was No, it was 9.5 combined wide receiver running backs drafted by John. I had. And you the took Bears. the over. No, hold on. Whoa, whoa. And you <clears> took the over and you won that. The, the Panthers and Bears was. It was not. There was not an over under. It was more Panthers or Bears players drafted, and you took oh, the, okay. and you took the Bears. But what was the score? I don't know because I only did. I only did. I count. There was only nine Bears or Panthers drafted. There was actually eleven. There was nine. There were eleven wide receivers and running backs, not quarterbacks. Well, that was see now it wasn't a wide receiver. So you're mixing two together. I know. Okay, so you selected the bear. More bears would be drafted than Panthers, and the Panthers win six to five. Hmm. Hmm. So four. What was the over under on four and a half containers of butter from Chaz at breakfast? You took. I didn't even. I didn't even write that one down. I I wrote. I have it typed out. And guess what you took? Probably the under. You took the under, which you win, because Chaz was a no-show at breakfast. Didn't make it to breakfast. <laughs> Didn't make it. He won. He bailed out. So. Anytime you put breakfast in front of the word Chaz, I'll always take the under, because odds are he ain't making it. Yeah, so he was – he told me later that day he felt so bad on draft day that Saturday that if we drafted the day before, he would have went home on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> 
might might be a might be that might be some an explanation for something we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. And so. then that leads us to over under three point five quarterbacks by a GM, and that one hit on the over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, and a lot of stuff happened there. I don't but, think uh, we need to say who hit it. I think everybody knows who hit that one. Yeah, well, I, uh, I think what might surprise people is that it actually was four. Yeah, it's five. No, he didn't have five. Well. We're getting kind of into the details. Oh, we right. So let's uh, some other things that changed. So we added a bench spot. Fab money becomes real money. Yeah. So whenever the season actually starts, starting next week, and we start bidding on players on free agents at the end of the season, however much money you spent, we got to Venmo that to John, and it goes into the pot. Yeah, that was one thing that I didn't quite really understand these last two weeks here is people can just pick up and choose whoever the hell they want to without wasting any money. I think that needs to be adjusted because I definitely don't like that. If you're going to make waivers, there's no way it's the same thing as like when waivers clear any week and you can pick up players for free on. Yeah, but if you think about the things that occurred you know, with the Ravens and all that stuff, that that's a big deal there. Oh, There's a lot of cash a, that can be thrown around right give there. Me a, give me a break. We also had the same thing where during our break in the draft of key Ravens, a second-round pick goes down, and the very next pick when we resume our draft takes the Ravens back up running back. Yep. So we can't we can't sit here. We just got to keep it as like simple as possible and as broad as possible. We can't sit here as like, oh, I don't like that, and then all these different what if scenarios. Hey, the that's ball too, don't lie. That's you too know, hard. If to, someone wants to play to like that, Brooks. If someone <laughs> wants to play like that, the ball don't lie. It's too hard to manage. Too hard to manage. But uh, but it was a, it was a fun draft weekend. It always comes by too fat or it, well. It hold, takes on so, hold on. Hold on. I got a couple more here. We're 30 minutes in already. We haven't even got past past draft weekend. All right, real quick. Real real quick. So you said John would draft Kyle Pitts in the fourth round. He didn't. Michael drafted him in the sixth. You said Chaz would be the first to select the difference. That didn't, uh, defense, that didn't occur. Brad selected Tampa Bay in the 11th. You said that Brad would draft Michael Thomas. That didn't occur. Rusty drafted him in the eighth round. You said Brian or Mike would draft Devontae Williams or Michael Carter. That didn't happen because I drafted Devontae Williams in the fourth. It's Javante. It's Javante. Know know your fucking players. And Michael Carter was drafted by Brad in the 10th. And then you said Pittman or Chaz would draft DJ Moore. And you were correct on that. Pittman drafted DJ Moore in the fourth. So... That would conclude all of the draft predictions. There was one more that was not said. Well, this was, was the out. stuff that you didn't tell me about. I couldn't tell you because it was involved you, and I yeah. hit. It was <laughs> it was Joe will draft a white wide receiver. Oh yeah, I mean that's <laughs> Cooper Cup. Come on now, down. now for <laughs> for the record, when it came up to me. Really, I had no choice. It was between him or Thielen, and they were just exactly. sitting right there. And you know, I bet you were so mad you couldn't have both. I was. <laughs> so, but I mean, I really had no choice. I had to choose one of them. 
but but yeah, I mean we're draft weekend was fun, man. It always comes too fast. Like it it takes so long to get there, and then when it's here, I can't believe like Sunday. It always feels like Sunday morning. I got to drive back, and it's over. I got to wait a whole another three hundred sixty five days before we can do this again. It's like three hours of do I have COVID or not? That's yeah. what John and and Brad were thinking yeah. about. But now so. now we're back. First game of the NFL season was concluded yesterday in a good game. A lot of fireworks for Fanny. We'll get into that during the uh, uh, weekly predictions and some other things like that. Um, I did see, like, did you watch some of that game? Watch the well, I watched most of it, passed out, and then yeah. woke up for the last field goal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you know how old Tom Brady is? I do. How old? 44. He is 44 years old. He is older than all of us. All of us. Just slinging it, too, by the way. It's not even the slinging part. He looks amazing. He like looks, he, he, he looks better now than he did when he was 24. He looks better than all of us. Well, and that got me kind of thinking. Which <laughs> GM is going to look the best in their old age? Not 44. I'm talking about, like, 60s. 60s and 70s. Well, right away, I want to say slip because he has no kids and no wife. So <laughs> you got to eliminate those stressors right there. He doesn't have to worry okay. about paying for a college. Uh, he doesn't have a mortgage. He doesn't have a wife nagging him about certain things that occur. I mean, <clears throat> you got to go with him, right? Outside of, <clears throat> oh my God, excuse me. Outside of that, yeah, you're, you're sure. I'd say, I mean, I mean, I feel like I could look good in my yeah. older age. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like Michael. Yeah, Michael. Michael he's got to watch gonna, out. He, I think you know, he's, he can't. He can't take too many risks with the diabetes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, he's got to he's got to watch what he's eating. He well, can't I, be I, I taking what too I much alcohol. I hear what when I hear you say that I'm thinking I don't hear it as a shot to at him I'm I'm thinking it as a because he has to look out for that he's going to be probably in better health than all of us It was not a shot and yeah. never was meant to be a shot It's because who's, of you know the cards that he's dealt he's got to watch out for that Is there are there who's going to look the worst Well, define worse. I mean, we'll move on. We'll move on. I don't want to. I, I think wanna, that's I don't, fair. Yeah, I don't want to. I think yeah, that's I don't want to. If anybody wants to nominate somebody in the group chat, they can. I, we'll just, we'll, we'll move on. That might be a sensitive <laughs> subject. Um, but, and just yeah, to let everyone tell- know, you know, you can always chime into the Anchor app and let us know. Leave us a message oh. on the Anchor app on yeah. who you think is going to be the worst-looking GM in, let's say, five years. Yeah. Um, let us know. All right. Cool. Well, let's let's move on. Let's get let's get into the nitty-gritty. Let's of, uh, get the, of the, into the, actual the draft. draft. All right. Let's do it. It's time for the 2021 Draft Day Recap. Here we go. 
Alrighty, boys, welcome in. We are going to start talking about the actual draft recap. Maybe get into a couple questions just so that everybody is aware. Um, here's how the draft ended up. So Bradley, <clears throat> out of nowhere, decided that he was going to select first. So we have Brad in the first position, Rusty second, Jared third, uh, Pittman fourth, myself in the fifth position, Chaz in the sixth, Brian in the seventh, the commissioner Johnny in the eighth, the ninth was Michael, and then bringing up the rear um, was Slip, and that's not because he finished last the last two years. That's just the way the cookie crumbled. So I think I'm going to get things started here. And what I want to say to you, Jared, is <clears throat> yeah, like, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really want to. I don't care to spend a lot of time going into each person's trying to analyze each team and kind of what they did and didn't do. I don't think anybody cares about that. All yeah, they I do think they, we already did all, it. What can either that or they just either they want to hear about them, but then they don't want to hear about the other nine. So then yeah. we just kind of lose them. So yeah. But yeah, fire away. Let's so, let's get cre- let's get creative here. All right. So my question to you then is, if you could change your team with any other GM, what GM? What team would you select? Oh, so you, okay. So you can trade with any team. So even if I think I have the best draft, it's which team would I want to trade with? That's correct. Oh man, um, I would probably. I want to hear your opinion as well on this. All right, so I think you might have. I'm gonna go with. Mine might surprise you. I don't, man. I'm between two. Can I give you kind of two that I'm tossing up between? Yeah, give me two. I'm between. I think Brad, just because you got CMC and you got Diggs. Yeah. I'm not crazy about kind of – I'm not a fan of taking an early tight end just because I think it kind of hinders the rest of the what happens. But it's I'm either tr- tr- trading with Brad or I'm trading with Rusty. Oh. So, I think Rusty kind of has – I mean, I'm pissed. I was so excited on Friday when the balls came out and that I was able to take third spot. Because right when I got excited about that, because I'm seeing Rusty at the second spot and he's got Justin Jefferson, I'm like, he's not taking Dalvin Cook. He's not going to take. He's not going to take two Vikings. I get Dalvin Cook at the third pick. Hell, fucking yeah! And then the next 16 hours go by, and I'm like, he's going to take Dalvin Cook. And if I'd have known that, I probably wouldn't have selected the third draft spot. I would have kind of went down the line a little bit. So. Rusty's got some wild cards. I mean, he's got, I mean, Edwards, Hilaire, Miles Sanders. I had them last year. Um, They got potential. They might be frustrating. They might hit. If one or both of them hit, I think he's going to have a solid squad. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to have, he's that next tight end to kind of break out, especially with the Lions that don't, they don't really have any like pass anything. Depth wise, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Michael Thomas, but he's got a pretty solid squad. Yeah. Um, and I think Brad is very top heavy with 
kind of those two. Who, who's the second? Who did he take in the second round? Chris Carson. Uh, okay, he's solid. He's a solid foundation to go along with the – so, yeah, I would say Rusty or Brad. How about you? I was going to say Rusty. I hate, I hate to say that, <laughs> but I was going to say Rusty. <clears throat> um, little – you know, <clears throat> little inside baseball here. So, I actually reached out to Rusty for a trade. Preseason oh. trade. Um, I think it was a fair trade. Um, he didn't bite on it, which, <clears throat> in my opinion, I understand why. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not faulting him for for saying no to it. Um, can we can we ask what the trade was? Yeah, so I have no problem divulging that information. It didn't go through. Um, so I asked. I was going to give up DK Metcalf, and you know this is a great. Actually, this would this would be great to hear your opinion on it. So I was going to give up DK Metcalf and Javante Williams to him. Uh, in return, I was asking for Dalvin Cook and Juju Smith Schuster. Now my point was that I was thinking is maybe he might want to get split up the the Vikings, right? Because okay. only one of those guys can score per possession. Right. <laughs> that was kind of my thought. And I'm I'm thinking, well, I'm giving him a a pretty solid wide receiver one. He's given me a solid running back one, and I'm giving him a potential RB really good one. And I'm getting in return a mediocre wide receiver two, maybe even a three for that that matter. So I thought it was a fair trade. He said no. He's like, I got to ride with Cook. And I thought that was, you know, what am I going to say? If I was in his shoes, I'd probably say the same thing. You know, give me a few weeks. If I caught Cook, let's say, on a uh, Ezekiel Elliott week, like this week, yeah, maybe that hits, right? Um, but, you know, he hasn't played yet, so who knows what will happen. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't... Do you think it's fair? Fair, sure. I don't think. I mean, when when I think when I when I hear fair, I mean, I'm thinking like there's no like collude. Like it's just one side is not completely dominating to where there's like this seems off type deal, right? Do you think both teams would win? I guess is the better question. Um, I mean, I'd rather like in a situation where. Like, and this is where it's just kind of philosophy-based, and some of it is, like, I don't – like, when I do these pods, I, my whole goal is to either, one, try to make people laugh, and then, two, try to fuck with people's decisions on either who to keep <laughs> or who to play and stuff like that. I don't like to try and actually give, like, what – but I think Dalvin Cook is probably the best – he might be the best fantasy player. Okay, so in a situation like you don't want to give up the best fantasy player. So yeah, in a in a in a trade where there's more than two people involved, I want to be on the side that has the best fantasy player. So I don't blame Rusty for it. I'm also I don't I'm not a fan of Juju. I had him last year, and I'm done with his six yard curl routes. Maybe that <laughs> maybe that changes this year. So because of that, yeah, I can see like how. The balance, like the, I can understand the balance because, but I also think Javante, you're going to have to wait a while for him to. So I don't know. I mean, I, fair, sure. What I would have done it, I would have 
them with like Rusty as well. And I mean, hell, we just saw it last night in this game. I mean, Joe, if did you? I, I went back and did the math after I saw the stats. If if I had a team where I could start Dak, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Gronkowski, C.D. Lamb, Antonio Brown. Greg Zerline and the Bucks D. If I could just start, that would be my full starting roster just one, from that one game last night. 147? 152. Ooh. So, really good guess. Really strong guess. And Zeke didn't help you at all. No. Zerline got you seven. 152 by just those guys. And Damn. so it's, and I say that from the standpoint of, uh, I mean, yeah, I would have probably – like, I wouldn't because only one guy can score. But, I mean, clearly last night, a lot of times the right people can score on multiple teams and get you a lot of points. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're both in agreement that Rusty's team's pretty pretty solid. Yeah, but, I think Rusty's that, team is good. On let me, yeah, let me ask you this then, kind of after that trade, kind of that kind of leads into a question I was going to ask you because – I mean, solid wide receivers for you. You got Saquon. Hopefully he can kind of come back kind of really quickly on that full workload. But Let's see what happens. I mean, help me, un- help me understand your running back two options here. I mean, you, you got Javante, a rookie behind Melvin Gordon, your beloved Melvin Gordon, Chase Beloved. Edmonds. Chase yeah. Edmonds. Don't like it. Zach Moss and Philip Lindsay. Don't I mean, like it. What's going on? So, okay, so – so you're saying you're in, you're you're trying to upgrade your RB two spot? If you recall, around the sixth round, I believe I went up to people and said, "I don't like my draft. I don't feel good about it. I don't like where I'm at, and it has to do with this this RB two because I feel fine with Saquon. I think you know the first week." <coughs> He might not be RB1. He might give me Zeke numbers, which I'm not too happy about. Um, After that, he's going to be fine. I don't know about Javante Williams. I don't like Chase Edmonds. I don't feel confident about Zach Moss. I don't know what's going to happen with Phillip Lindsay. So... I have a lot of what ifs. I have people that could do well, but I have uh-huh. people that I could drop next week. Okay. Good to know. Good so, to noted. Um I don't feel confident in the RB two. And that was <coughs> kind of point of trying to make a trade. Isn't this how isn't this how it was last year for you? <coughs> yeah. And I made it to the playoffs. Well, I'm just saying, but like you had like, didn't you have like solid wide receiver core? Yep. And uh, maybe like one good run, but like your second running back was just atrocious. Yeah, it was brutal. It was a tough go. Isn't that hilarious how like, like it's every year we always somehow find ourselves in like the same, like with the same team, with the same like. Most, pe- most people don't. I find, <laughs> I do, I do the same thing every year. Actually, so, the last two years, I've done the same thing. So. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm, I figured I'm, if it got me to the playoffs last year, it can get me to the playoffs uh, this year. Well, there you go. We'll see I mean, what happens. Yeah. You know, but I, mean, I, feel, I mean, I mean, I feel if like I look up with this Javante Williams dude, hey, you might be laughing. Okay. Well, um, so I got a well, question for you. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Jared. Yeah. If you had to draft. Three quarterbacks in the first six rounds. <laughs> Which three would you choose? And then if you had to choose a fourth, which fourth quarterback would you choose later? So these are like where I think these quarterbacks would be in there? Or if I just like my Well <coughs> Yeah. So let's just say you had to pick because someone had a an iron poker uh, to your your temple, and they were like, "If you don't choose three quarterbacks in the first six rounds, first six rounds, we're gonna stick you with this, and then you gotta choose another quarterback in rounds seven through ten." So I would go non-quarterback in the first three rounds, and then in rounds four, five, and six, I would take like. Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson try to take both of those if they're both there one of them if they're there Dak Russell Will maybe Russell Wilson would be a part of that as well just because mm. he can because he's a little bit more solid and you kind of stable type deal but yeah I'd say that I'd say I'd I would take non-QBs in round one two and three and then I would try and go Kyler in the fourth Lamar in the fifth and Russell Wilson in the sixth. And then late round flyer would be. I mean, I have to take my boy Jalen Hurts that I just traded for. Mm-hmm. He's got, I just had to go for that. So, so you're saying that you wouldn't take Patrick Mahomes in the third round? I would not. I would not. So, and it's funny that you asked this because. A question I was going to ask you is, I mean, did 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 John like jump into Chaz's body during the draft? There's a good chance there was like, a lot of like medicinal. Um, I mean, what's the correct word I'm looking for here? Gummies. Yeah. So, yeah. Something. Um, there was a lot of gummies transferring hands throughout the last two days of the draft, and who knows what happened. And I want to say that, like, maybe, like, Chaz morphed into John. But what really occurred is he morphed into John, but instead of drafting tight ends and kickers, he just said, fuck it, I'm going to go with quarterbacks. And I'm going to go third round. I'm going to go fourth round. I'm going to go six rounds. And I'm going to go 11th round and take four quarterbacks. And here's what I don't understand. And I need you to clarify this for me because he said, quote, I wasn't in a good position to, to make my picks, meaning picking in the sixth spot fucked up his whole picking whatever, his whole draft. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard so of. So my question is, 
that I like barely missed getting fucked right there since I picked in the fifth spot. <laughs> Apparently. And it, Apparently you would and have it, done the same thing. And did Brian like barely miss getting fucked too? Cause he picked in the seventh spot is like the sixth spot, the worst spot in the world. And that that's the spot where you got to pick four quarterbacks. I, I don't understand. That's what I don't understand. Like what spot fucks you? Is it six? Is it four? Is it five? Is it eight? Is it seven? Is none. it none? Ten? It's, it's none. And so it's and so when it's it's none when you're factoring in the third, fourth, sixth, and eleventh round. When you want to look at like the first, maybe the second round, then yeah, you can kind of factor that in. But it sounds like but it's he an, didn't it's, pick it's, a quarterback it's, the first or second round. That's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. So, but that's what exactly. I'm saying is, is it doesn't script because now once you get farther and farther down the draft, it doesn't really matter where your position is because now just things kind of just start kind of going off crazy. In the first first round and maybe the first two rounds, you kind of know the players that are going to go. Once you get into like the third and the fourth and the fifth, then it kind of gets a little wild and things like that. So that's the part I don't understand. It just sounds like it's an excuse for a guy who kind of choked under pressure. He didn't. Here's my thought. When it came time, Patrick Mahomes in third, whatever. I'm not going to. That's that's fine. He wants to go for that. That's fine. Fourth round comes back, Kyler Murray. He's like, ah, I don't like any of these other guys, so I'm going to take Kyler Murray and kind of try to do something different. So you don't like Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore. And DJ Moore, Chris, Chris Godwin. Godwin. Yeah, I, I'm with Kareem Hunt. I love all those. Julio guys. Jones, Robert Woods, Calvin I, Ridley, Miles Gaskin, Cooper Cup. Love them all. Guys. Yeah, okay. love, I love them all. But I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's like, well, I guess I'll just take him because he's way better at his position than these other guys, okay? And then the same thing when he gets to Lamar Jackson in the sixth round. He's looking around. He's looking at the other players he can take. He's like, I don't like any of these players. Let me just take the guy who I think is really, really, really good. Okay, I can understand those kind of concept in, like, real fucking football when you're just taking the best player available, but it don't matter when it's in fantasy and you can only play one quarterback. So it sounds like a guy who, when it, when the draft fell to him, he just wasn't ready, and he was just kind of like, I don't know if he was like on gummies or what, and he's just taking stuff. But he's got this master plan in place, but he doesn't have a master plan. His master plan is just wait and see. <laughs> because, and I know this, because I tried to reach out to him because I was not prepared for this whole quarterback kind of shakedown this year. And it's not just those first kind of just him, but some other people taking a lot of high quarterbacks here and there. And there was a lot of quarterbacks going earlier this year than there was in the previous years. So I didn't like Joe Burrow, but I reached out to John, uh, no John, but I reached out to Chaz to try and see what I can make work. And I, I really, I, to say it nicely, I realized quickly that we would not be able to agree on anything. Are you saying that he was asking for too much? 
I'm saying that his value in quarterbacks is a lot higher than the other GMs in the league. So it's going to be with him having that mindset, it's going to be really, really hard for him to move those. And the rest of his roster is hurting because of it. He's got well, these guys. <clears throat> he can't, he's got these guys. He can't play. Here's the thing that I, I, I could not deal with if I was Chaz is looking at my bench and already seeing, all right, well, Tom Brady put up 31.96, so 32 points. And then you got Murray and Jackson sitting there. And he's got Mahomes. Obviously, he's going to start Mahomes, right? Right. But he's going to be playing the what-if game every week with quarterbacks. And if he ends up losing by two or three points or one point, and it's because he picked the wrong quarterback, he's playing the what if game the entire time. I, that's, that's a game I don't want to play. And I think everybody's in going to be like in mutiny against him and be like, well, no, I'm not going to trade with Chaz because he's decided to pick four quarterbacks. He can deal with those four quarterbacks. But and, and I also make think, that decision. And I also think there's some like an idea there of well, if if I got Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady and all those points on my bench, you guys can't beat me with those guys. Sure. Right. Um who are you playing this week? I have uh Pittman. Pittman. Um and I'm playing Brian. Do you know who Brian and Pittman don't have on their team? Uh, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Brady, Tom Brady, and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so you know who you know who else doesn't have to face those guys? I don't. Everybody else. <laughs> so Chaz, I I think it's dumb, but I also thank you for taking the burden on yourself to roster those guys. So none of us also have to face them either. And it frees up a spot for me to be able to try and continue to build my my lineup. So we'll see. He, I'm a believer. I know he picks on me all the time about Billy Bean shit and like the statistical stuff. And it's just that we have a different mindset when it comes to it. I see fantasy football as like blackjack, and where you're just you, there's a probabilities base, and you're trying to give yourself the best chance based off probabilities. Chaz plays it like Texas Hold'em, where he's going to be chasing the river card. And he's won it before in the past because he chases the river, and he's going to be like, see, I told you I knew what I was doing, when it's going to have nothing to do with him, the, what, what, how he drafted. So if he wants to make his team better, he's got to learn how to understand the value of Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady and be able to make his team better by going with that. But I think it was a mistake. I don't, it's not even so much the compare. I'm not even looking at the quarterbacks and everything like that. I'm looking at his two flex spots each week that he's having to roll out there. Yeah. Where, he's, where he has to play Devontae Smith, Leonard Fournette, or uh, somebody else. I don't even know. So, and he already decided not to play Fournette. So he's sitting down yeah, with, you yeah. know, minus whatever points, eight points. Um, yeah, with, with Chaz, I mean, I think it, he's got two quarterbacks 
he could trade, leave himself with two solid quarterbacks. But I think he wants too much for those quarterbacks. And so those quarterbacks are just going to eat up spots on his bench instead of if he, if he looks at them as, all right, I can get a decent RB2 wide receiver two that I could sit on my bench or I could use in my flex position instead of sitting on my bench as a QB one. Well, if he makes right. those a- decisions, then, then yeah, his team will turn around, but he, it's a he, no brainer. He thinks that he should be able to get a RB one wide receiver one for a QB one. Yeah. And no, everyone's going to be like, well, no, I'm really only losing four points on that. So I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just, yeah, I mean, it's when you're comparing the value, you're not comparing the value between the quarterbacks. You you have to compare the value between, or, yeah, it's trades like this. You compare the quarterbacks to quarterbacks and the running backs to running backs. Even if a trade is for a quarterback and a running back, you can't you you can't measure their value head to head. You got to measure it with the rest of your roster. Yeah. So it's just going to be out of, yeah. It's he's in a tough spot, especially now if like people can read between the lines and know how much he's in a tough spot and it can really hurt. I mean, I'm I'm glad he's in the Thunderdome division. We'll, we'll see. I mean, so let me ask it. you that. So we'll. <laughs> We'll we'll end our draft recap on this. Um, we'll say, we'll say excluding Chaz. Who would be the last team that you would want to replace your roster with? Um, hard if without Chaz, I or, would say, you, or you could say you can take Chaz's if you no, want to take Chaz's. I wouldn't even take Chaz's. This is how bad it is. I would not want to. Change with Brian. Okay. I mean, outside of Kelsey, Elliot, who didn't really show up, his team does not scare me at all. Trey Sermon, no idea. T. Higgins, no idea. Robbie Anderson, has been. Tannehill hands uh, it off. Come on, Tannehill man. hands it off. Come on, man. Robbie Anderson's Marquez Galloway. Thanks for playing. Uh, Tony Robbie... Pollard behind Zeke. Hey, I don't know. He might be taking him over. Doubt it. He, he Jamal more, Williams. He scored more fantasy no points last night. But I mean, look at his team and tell me you're scared. Well, it's easy. I'm playing them this week. It's easy for me to say I'm not scared because of what Zeke did. But I mean, let's Robbie, say Zeke put up twenty. Are you still scared? I am. Um, just because I think just and that's why just, it's just based off matchups this week. But because um, he's also has Kelsey, Kelsey is hit or miss. It's not hit or miss. Kelsey is. He's debatably the best fantasy player just because of the difference between points-wise between him and, like, majority of the other starting tight ends. 
I mean, you know my record with tight ends. I'm not good at picking tight ends. Nope. So, typically I'm not breaking the double digits. So, there are a lot of times they're like five or six. Kelsey's throwing up 20 points a week. So, now I have to try to make up 15 points right there. So, that's always kind of the downfall with teams that start with tight ends like Kelsey early is typically the rest of their roster doesn't look good because they went tight end early. Now, he had to keep him in the second, which is good value for him probably. But only because of that, the rest of the roster cannot look that great. But it's hard. It's easy to forget to not factor in how much better Kelsey is as a tight end than a majority of the other tight ends in the league. So every week when he faces somebody, he's going to have a huge leg up at the tight end spot. That's fine. But when you have situations like you do this week when Zeke gets 11 points under. That's tough. Thielen, Thielen now got Kelsey Thielen? has to score. Kelsey has to score 24 points uh, in order to make that up. Maybe. I think Robbie Anderson's probably going Robbie Anderson's probably going to lead the Panthers in receptions. Now he hadn't scored a lot, but he's probably going to lead the lead to lead the team in reception. He means reunited with Darnold. Higgins, he could be really good. They showed a connection there with Burrow. Thielen can be good. Deontay Johnson gets targets. Henderson's kind of. We'll see what happens with him. Tannehill is very efficient. He scores like the most points based off like his opportunities than like almost any other quarterback. He's not going to be a guy out there that's throwing. 45 times a game and racking up based off volume, he's going to base get his based off efficiency, which kind of leaves a thin margin of error. Yeah, but, uh, he's going to be in 16 to yeah. 24 points. Yeah, but um, but for me, if I had to replace a team or not want to, it would. I was between Brian <laughs> saying all that. I was between Brian and Pittman. And Pittman, I'm kind of picking on Pittman just because his is kind of tough because he kind of had a his second rounder went down. So um, Henry and Gibson are a good uh, one-two punch, but uh, he's he's pretty thin right now. So it's it's weird how we both pick teams from the cupcake division. <laughs> Who did? Did Brian really name his team the Cupcake Division? I think John did. I think John named his the Thunderdome, and then he just, because he named it the Thunderdome, he also named the other division the Cupcake. So Brian really didn't even name it? No, I think John did. I think John got, this was one of those classic John moves on draft night. Typical got, John move. Where he kind of got, like, drunk, and he was like, you know what? I want, the best, of, I want the best of the best. <laughs> Yeah, and so he started drive, He started bringing in all the people he thought was like the best GMs to make it the Thunderdome division. Well, I hope so. Brian can come up with a better name than the Cupcake Division because that's yeah. pretty sad. Uh, it's on you. Um, no, it's on him. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, what should we? You want to try to do seasonal predictions now? Let's, based off, we do that, or we, <clears> we, we let's gonna, get we in. Need, I think what we'll do is we'll get to a next segment. And then we'll go season predictions and weekly predictions. Okay. All right.
It's time for seasonal and divisional predictions presented by Joe and Jerry. Let's go. Alrighty, boys, welcome in. We are going to talk week one weekly predictions, matchups, look through each of the matchups. Uh, I think before that, what we're going to do is go into season predictions. We're going to go through at least what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Jared where he, he believes that each GM is going to finish within their division and at the end of the year. Um, I'll give some dialogue along the way, but this is mostly going to be towards Jared. Um, so, Jared, here we go. We're going to get things started. I'm going to start things off in the um, the cupcake division since, t- since we're supposed to be the worst division. Um, so you have who's going to win the cupcake division. You have Call of Duty Brooks getting Digsy with it, Thielen Gay, I would walk 500 miles, and Wolf of Waller Street. Um, who do you got coming out on top of that division? And I don't care about second, third, or fourth. I want to know top and bottom of each division. So I don't know. So I don't know. the. I'm going to give you the second place and the first place. Because second place makes the playoffs, right? And then sure. I'll give you the winner. Okay, I don't know the third, fourth, fifth. I didn't get into that. I don't care okay. about. Sh- I don't care about shitty themes. But I think second place in the cupcake division in a rebound year caught some bad luck yesterday. My boy Brooks, second place in the cupcake division, Brooks. Okay. Started off really good. 50-something points. Yep. And the winner of the Cupcake Division, you're getting that coveted first-round bye in the playoffs. His opponent this week, a Brad Pizel. Mm. <laughs> Anybody else going to make the playoffs from that division? They are not. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Anyone going to win the or lose the romper from this division? They are not. Oh, interessante. All right, let's go up to the Thunderdome. So we have bad mother truckers. Hasta la visca, baby. That's That's a great name. Young and Swift. The Vaccine Works. Gay name. And Dak Attack, another gay name. Um, who's going to win, or I guess who will be first and second? And then obviously, since the romper is not coming from the cupcake, who's going to take the romper from the Thunderdome? Okay. So, I think second place... It's going to be a tight one. I think this. I think this guy's team is going to be. It's kind of sneaky good. It's going to end up being sneaky good. We're going to turn around in like week five or six and going to be like, "How is he five and one? Or how is he four and one?" And we're just going to look at his team. And it's nothing. Maybe not that many scary names. But I think Michael. Michael's got a sneaky mm. team. Michael's going to finish second in the Thunderdome. 
and he's going to only finish behind. I mean, we said it back in the draft recap. The team that we would probably replace with would be Rusty. So yeah. Rusty's going to Rusty. I got Rusty finishing first in the Thunderdome. Hmm. Okay, Dak attack, and then Young and Swift one two. Who's going to pick up the coveted romper? I mean, unless changes are made right now, as of today, I think Chaz. I Man, just, that, I just that would be quite the sight. I just. But I also, in the back of my mind, it's like this is a dumb bet. It's a sucker bet because I also know that he's going to end up winning because nothing to do with the quarterbacks he drafted, but just like other players on his team stepping up and scoring points. Like he found James Robinson last year. Great find. Yep. Somebody like a Devontae Smith. Great draft pick. I would, if I could go back, I'd have rather drafted Devontae Smith over Jamar Chase. Great mm-hmm. draft pick. But somebody like Devontae Smith is going to be like this year's Justin Jefferson and is going to go off and it's going to kind of help keep him afloat and keep him like winning and making the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, and then he's going to be able to come back and he's like, see, I told you it was everything fine. It had nothing to do with like all the quarterbacks he drafted. He just. His margin of error is so thin that the error the error never actually happened. Um, but I just can't I just can't buy it. I just can't see it right now unless unless trades are made that are going to make his team better. Even if they make another team better, if his team gets if his team doesn't get better, I just I'm going to say him last place, Chaz. Mm. All right, here's here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to do it quick. So I'm going to say. And then Russ. my other two, my other two wild card spots are going to be me and John. So all four. So the two wild cards are going to be coming from the Thunderdome division. Well, that's a blatant lie. All right, we know that's not going to happen. So here's what is really going to happen: Rusty's going to finish first amongst the Thunderdome. Second is going to be yourself. Hasta Kiss of death. Baby. Kiss of death. I also got Michael bringing in the third. He's also going to take a sniff of the playoffs there with Young and Swift. Then we have in the cupcake division, I'm going to go with mm, this is going to be tough. I'm going to go with you can't say yourself. Yes, I can, but I won't. <laughs> I actually am going to take Call of Duty finishing first in our division. Oh, Brooks finishing first. I will then take worst to first. Yeah. I will then take getting Digsy with it in second. I will take the third and sixth spot in the playoffs, Wolf of Waller Street. And from first to last is going to be Brian and the Romper, meaning his win last year was nothing more than a fluke and not deserved. Wow. First to last, feeling gay. So that's how I got everything um, finishing up in the 2022-21 season. So we're both kind of like in agreement on like the – Teams with that are the strongest and the teams that are the weakness. Well, I mean, you're heavily weighted in the Thunderdome, and I'm equal. 
I'm going three and three, and you're going four and two. But I'll, but I'm just saying too, though. Like we both think that Brooks and Brad will finish at the top two in the cupcake, and we both feel like yeah. Rusty will finish in the. So I guess what I'm saying, and then we both kind of feel Chaz, Brian. We didn't even say Pittman in the predictions. No. So we both kind of feel like they're just kind of there in the bottom. So you know what that means. Pittman's already making awful decisions by sitting Gronk opening (laughs) night on a Thursday night for all the land to see. This is what he does. He did this last year. Throwing with Tom Brady, you don't do that. Rule number one about Fight Club, you don't not play Gronk and Tom Brady (laughs) the first day of opening season. You do not do that. You know he's going to get at least one, if not two touchdowns. So when Rusty said, I can't believe you didn't even start him, that threw me by surprise because I thought for sure he started him. Oh, that's who you're playing. Yeah. And when I checked it, I was like, oh, oh my God, he didn't start him? Like, what a nut job. How do you not do that? So So I guess what what I'm saying, though, is the seasonal predictions is – you and I are both in somewhat of agreement, kind of the top echelon teams and the bottom echelon teams. Yeah. Which can only mean one thing. Reverse. Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I will say this about a season prediction. Uh, here's my playoff champ. Michael is going to lose and become the runner-up. And who's he going to lose to? Brad gets the Covenant first-time winner. Wow. Michael. I'm calling calling Brad taking over my – Brad beating Michael in the tournament championship is my prediction. Wow. Here's another another random prediction. Or do you have a championship prediction? I do. And who is your – who is your robber? Chaz. Chaz. Let me write this down. Chaz wins. Robert. All right, so my <clears throat> I'm gonna go with myself as winning. Wow, of course, it's gotta happen someday. Yeah, yeah. yeah playing the odds. Who are you taking down? I'm gonna take down John. Oh, it's gonna come down to the to two guys that haven't won it, so one of us is gonna win, and it's gonna be me, obviously. I mean, that's so, am- it's, a, it's amazing considering how John gets in there when, in your previous prediction two two minutes ago, John doesn't make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I just finished my last drink. <laughs> Let me rethink that. Uh, let's see here. So the problem that I'm having is I can't figure out who is who with the new names. It's hard. Everybody changed them. Um, so let me let me refigure this. Um, so, so you said initially. I guess I'll go with then Brad. Okay. I had Brad getting in there. Okay. So it'll sure. be me versus Brad. It'll be the brother-in-law championship, and I will win because I am the greatest brother-in-law. There you go. That there is. So me versus Brad, I will win. I will be the championship. He can kiss my ring. And then uh, Brian will be the robber winner. 
We're gonna get if you win, we're gonna have some Chicago style dogs for the. It will not some, be like. <laughs> it will not be like Brian and some Old South. I don't know what Old South is. What is it? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Old what's the, South. What's the not what South? Are you talking about? What's the beer up there? Oh, old style. Old style. Old style. If I yeah, will say that makes this. that makes way more sense than old South. Up way in Chicago. more sense. <laughs> You're thinking of like Southpaw. <laughs> Something I don't know. If I win, I will make a trip up, and I don't know how far north I have to go. I will make a trip up and get a thirty pack of old style and bring it down for the draft. There we go. I will drink eight of them. <laughs> I will definitely do that. So, um, but yeah, those are the season predictions, man. I can't believe we're here. So we both have Brad getting to the championship but again, and I have him winning, and you have him losing for like the fourth time in his career. That's <laughs> Lose, too bad. losing in the runner-up. But that's too bad. So uh, yeah, I wonder. Let's. I want. I want to hear people's other opinions. So let's fire off. Let, well, after you listen to this, text the group who you think is going to win if it's not you. Or who do you think is going to lose is probably the better case. We, we're we on here. We're saying it. We're loud and proud. We're saying it. We don't hear any of these jackholes saying it in front of everybody. Nothing. Nothing. So, What do you say we get say? to the predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Weekly predictions this week. Let's go. Here we go. Week one matchups. Here we go. Alrighty, boys, welcome in. Here we go. We we are gonna get started into the weekly predictions matchups for week one. The season is here. Jared, before we get into that though, I was thinking, do you have any start sits that you were thinking about? And what I mean by that is have you looked through each of the teams and been like, you know what? I think this GM should probably start this person <clears throat> over this person. Have you given that any thought about any of the uh, the GMs and their teams? Well, see, and that's a, yeah, because when we come up, we take these weekly predictions serious. We have a running record we to do. where – it's uh, currently from the past two seasons going into now. It is. Let me pull it up. I'm winning eighty three to seventy eight. Sounds about right. So I'm alive with that. So I need to know some of these details before I make a commitment. Before because some of these people are probably like waffling and they just see like oh highest projected number and let me put that in the lineup when they know like Saturday or Sunday before the game they're going to be swapping players out. So, real quick. Someone might, you know, maybe like Pittman, you know, Pittman, would have benefited. He would have benefited from you. Yeah. So, my question for right Pittman now. is, I need to know, if you're Pittman, do you start Gronk or Goddard? Oh, wait. He chose wrong again. I would have started Gronk. Yeah. Just saying. Um, so, now he's got to go Goddard. But well, also with Pittman, um, Washington D., I mean, they're they're facing your boy Justin Herbert. He can sling it. I mean, there's some good, solid free agent defenses there on the wire with the Vikings, the Dolphins, the Chargers. Nah, keep them. 
I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe replace. So you think he should ride out the Washington defense? Yeah, they got a really good defense. Just keep them. Damn, I was trying to convince them to drop them so I could pick them up. So so that <laughs> so that backfired. Now um, see what Pittman will do is he'll drop them for like Gronk. He'll like drop Gronk. Well, I don't know if he can do that. He probably could do that. Well, maybe he'll drop the Washington defense and pick up Gronk off free agent. Oh wait, no, he's on. Pittman's bench right now. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of defenses, I think I looked at one like, I mean, which defense do you think is – which defense do you have more confidence in, the Panthers' defense or the Denver Broncos' defense? <sighs> confidence is tough. So, the Panthers are playing who? At home against the Jets. And the Broncos are playing the against. Bills? Against no, they're at the Giants. Jets or Giants, um, but I also can, the better I, defense. Just I think in, in general, I think the Broncos are a better defense. I actually would go the other way. So you go on Panthers. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would probably go with the better defense. I don't know if I trust the Panthers secondary yet to where. I mean, I think this game might be – I'll be there. I'm going to be in Bank of America Stadium. If anybody else is going to be there for the game, well, he, up. That's why, because they're going to be at home. All right. So, you think so you think Rusty's going Panthers D, Pittman yeah. is going Washington D, and, and Goddard. And Goddard. Um, yeah. Michael, he's got – do you go DeAndre Swift? You're a DeAndre Swift fan. Some I am. Weeks, some well, weeks, he some murders weeks last, people. Some weeks but last week. outside of murdering people, I, I agree with him. Jim, so does Michael go DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase, or DJ Shark? DJ Shark. DJ Shark, he's been like banged up in injury. I don't even think he played any preseason. Jamar Chase dropping a lot of balls. DeAndre Swift also been banged up. Which one do you play? You got to play Swift. You got to play Shark. Um, <coughs> that's a tough call there. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I think I would play Swift. If I, mean, I was Swift, him, I'd play Swift. Swift is in his team name. How do you not play him? That, that's, that's why I think you have to play him. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's in the team name. He can't be in your name and not on your starting roster. So Swift over who? Second Chase of all, Richard. if if you've been if if your coach has to come out and defend you for not committing murder, I think you have to start him. Just I, that's just a reality. I didn't I haven't even heard of this story. I gotta go. You haven't heard about up. that? No, I gotta go look this up after. I oh heard my of this. god! Yeah. So apparently, so. Uh, Swift was on social media was accused of a murder that occurred, I think in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, somewhere out East. And the coach had to go in front of uh, the press and be like, no, that's not DeAndre. He was at practice. He didn't commit the murder. So, Oh, well, <laughs> well damn. But Pretty crazy. But I, I would think Swift is going to take that and run with it. I mean, I would think so too. I mean, he sounds like he likes to run away from stuff, but the 
Yeah, I mean, he's also, I mean, I mean, looking at, it, I mean, he's already facing John, who got a negative point six <laughs> from a player and going twenty. I think you go with the safer play with the running back. Right? I think you swap Chase, you put in Swift, and you win by thirty. Okay, that's what I think happens. Well, if that's the case, you could just go ahead and sit and play nobody in the flex and probably still win. All you right, won't, you won't do it. So he's going Swift. Okay, what about and Brooks is the best. At picking between flex spots, he's he's incredible at it. Nah. Okay, okay, he's bad at it. So I need two from these guys: Josh Jacobs against the Ravens, your boy, <laughs> your boy David Montgomery against the Rams, Odell Beckham, or Debo Samuel. Need two. You going both running backs? I think if you want to win, now granted, Cooper gave him 32 points, which he was not thinking he was going to get. So he's playing with house money right now. So you sit Montgomery because he's going to get four points. Beckham, who knows what the hell is going to happen with that dude. And I think you play Samuel, and you throw in Tevin Coleman. Ooh, so you like Cole? I don't mind Coleman either. But you're—I mean—but you just said the Panthers' D is going to be good. So, all right. So Cole, gonna, okay. they can still be good, and and your running back scored fourteen points. All he needs is a tutty and forty yards. Yeah. Well. I'm sure he'll guess wrong. But I just good thing, Montgomery. Good thing. Here's the thing: Montgomery hasn't showed up in a nationally televised game in four years, three years. Okay, so you can forget about it. The Rams Odell, don't have a, the Rams don't have a good defense. Uh. <laughs> okay, they don't need a good defense. I mean, your boy over here with Allen Robinson is kind of like leaning towards. I kind of want to sit Allen Robinson and play Corey Davis. Allen Robinson's going to get catches, so he's going to go for like eight or 80. Not against Jalen Ramsey. He won't be matched up against Jalen the entire time. Nagy better get creative and put that motherfucker in the slot. Nagy and creative, that (laughs) sentence doesn't mix. So, okay, here's my last start sit, and this is an important one. Is it is <laughs> it out? <laughs> is it is it Mahomes, Kyler, or Lamar? <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, so he's gonna choose Mahomes because if he didn't choose Mahomes, everyone would rip him for not choosing Mahomes. So I think he's going to choose Mahomes. But what a stupid decision does he have to make? I mean, Kyler at Tennessee, Lamar. I mean, Mahomes is at home, so you got to choose that. Cleveland's pretty good. (laughs) I mean, Cleveland's defense is the best defense out of those three quarterbacks. Yeah, but they're not the Tampa Bay defense. Right, but Tennessee's defense is garbage. The Raiders' defense is even worse. And on top of that, 
the they're going to be the Lamar. You think Lamar is going to be handing it off to my boy Tyson <laughs> Williams? No, no. Lamar is going to be running it. Here's he's the gonna, better. He's going to Lamar is going to run for hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns. Here's Monday. the better question that I'm going to pose to you: of the three remaining quarterbacks that he has to choose from, because he can't choose Brady, Kyler Murray, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Which one scores the most points? The most. Most points. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I agree. I think it's going to be Lamar Jackson, 32 points. Kyler Murray's going to sit at 24. And I think Mahomes is going to sit right at his projection, right around 28. 28 to 30. But Lamar's going to be at 32, I think. (laughs) So – I, I see. Yeah, I can that. see Lamar running for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, and maybe throw it. But at that point, it doesn't even matter what you throw for. If you get a quarterback that can run for and get you twenty points just by running, that's that's incredible. Well, he's going to get a hundred yards, and you know he's going to score a touchdown too because he's going to do like a naked boot ten yard touchdown run. You know that's yep. going to happen. Yep. Yep. All right, let's get into the actual matchups here. I'll start things off. Uh, let's go with um, let's go with Johnny and Michael. Michael. So we got Bad Mother Truckers versus Michael Young and Swift. They're currently because we had a game already minus point six zero. From Ronald Jones, who can't hold on to the ball. 21.2 points from Michael. He got that from Antonio Brown. Um, who, do you, who do you got winning this one? Right now, Michael's the favorite at 62%, sitting at 146.31. Who you got going? I think John is going to make a valiant comeback, Right. Because I, I I see like I think Hill can go off. I think Wilson might not. I think Chubb. I think if the Chiefs can, I think they might hang around. Um, I think it's going to come down to Monday night. John's got Mark Andrews and Justin Tucker going on Monday night, and he's going to need thirty five points from them combined, but he ain't going to get it, and Michael's going <laughs> to win. I don't think this is close. I think that uh, because Ronald Jones is in the negative already and he already scored twice as much that he expected to get from Brown and he's got Allen sitting there with Taylor and Najee Harris, I think this gets out of control. I think we're looking at close to a 40-point B-town. I'm going to go Michael. Okay. All right, so let's move on. We both got Michael in this one. Let's move on to Thielen Gay and you. Oh, Brian. Oh, oh. So we got 4.9 from Brian currently. He got that from Zeke, which is 11 points below what he expected to get from him. You, on the other hand, didn't have anybody playing in Thursday night's Did game. Not. And Did you not. also don't have a kicker or a defense. 
So you're going to have to drop two individuals from yep. your current roster I am. in order to uh, play that game. So Mike, Michael Gallup out three to five weeks. So yep. that's one easy decision. Yep. That helps out. Um, you want me to go first here? Yeah, go first. All I right. want to hear your opinion. I think Hurts uh, is going to do better than most people think, and he's going to score well above that 22. I think he's going to give you more like 25 to 30 points. I think Lockett <clears throat> early on in the season does what he does. Same with Kamara. I don't know what you're going to do with Eckler. That's your wild card right I there. I want him to sit. I'm like begging him to like, just don't play. Just don't play. Um, I'd prefer I, I prefer for him not to play. That's your huge wild card. So let's say he doesn't play. You have a lot of choices, and I don't think you're confident about any of those choices I that like, you have to would, choose from. It'll be either – I don't mind Tyson Williams riding him out as the only really Ravens running back for Monday night, trying to steal a win with like him for the one week. Brandon Ayuk is a – it would be either between Brandon Ayuk or Tyson Williams. I'll say that. Ayuk scares me just because that game could, that game could get out of hand to be over in the second quarter and they're just not going to throw it anymore. So, Well, I think considering that I have Brian winning the Ropper this year, I just don't think that he's going to have enough points and considering – he needed to get points from Zeke, and he didn't get that. I don't. I don't think he's going to get enough from Kelsey to hold him over. And I am going to disagree with you on the Robbie Anderson thing. I think Robbie Anderson gets you ten points. I don't think he gets you twelve. And Tannehill is not going to get you above what you need. So I think you're going to pull this one off. I think it's going to be about ten to fifteen points in the red. I think it'll be somewhere around one ten. To about 95 would be my guess, and I think you're going to pull this one off. So if if Brian gets to this far in the, the pod, I know he's going to hear this, and he's going to go classic Jared. I think Brian's going to pull this one out. <laughs> and it's because I, – I, I do believe in Tannehill. I think he's going to be – he's just – it's not so much I believe in Tannehill. I think Tannehill and Hurts are going to kind of wash each other out. I think Thielen is going to have a classic Thielen game where he catches like seven or eight passes for 100 yards and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson, I don't know. Henderson's probably going to score. Kelsey's going to have a classic Kelsey game where he gets about 20. And I do think Robbie Anderson and T. Higgins are going to combine for 30 points. And Brian's going to pull it out. I think we're both going to be – he's going to be in the upper 120s, and I'm going to be around 120. I disagree. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I love that you disagree. <clears throat> All right, let's go over to Brooks versus Brad. Call of Judy versus getting Digsy with it. Um, I don't think personally that Brad can <clears throat> can come back from – Cooper's 32 points and Zerline seven. Zerline obviously a little bit below what he was projected, but 39 points out of a wide receiver. I don't think that slip 
thought that he was going to get that much out of him. And I don't think that McCaffrey's going to be able to pull weight there. I think Slip pulls this one off by the hair of his chinny chin chin. And when I say that, I'm talking less than four points. Um, even with the 32 points here, Slip is still the underdog. Which That's is amazing. Lands. That's wild. But right? lands right there. I think he pulls it off, but barely. Um, and I hate to say that because I do think that I do think that Brad's team is just solid. <laughs> McCaffrey hasn't played in over a year and a half. He's he's chomping. Um, but I think that because of uh, thirty-two points from Cooper, I think he pulls this one off. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to see thirty-two and be like, I don't know. Let me see. I think Herbert's going to struggle. I don't know. I, I think he's going to struggle against Washington. Um, McCaffrey's going to go off. I think Carson's going to have a good game. I think this one. I just. I, I don't. The matchups. I'm not a Josh Jacobs fan. I don't think it's going to happen. I had Gasecki for like four weeks last year. I don't buy it. I just think Gasecki, Montgomery, and Jacobs are going to all underperform, and it's going to balance out that Amari Cooper score. And I think Brad's going to come back and win. Ooh. I think Gasecki, Montgomery, and Jacobs are going to combine for like 20. And then it's just going to balance out the Amari Cooper, and then Brad's going to catch up right there. <laughs> the real wild card with Brad is going to be the San Francisco defense against Detroit. <laughs> I like think if, they, if they can, yeah. if, if they can stick to Detroit, that's going to be. I just think Brad's going to come back and win. If he comes back and win, it'll be because of Kittle. Yeah, see, I, I think his guys are going to just do enough to be enough, and like one or two of them are going to go off. It's just, it's more so with Brooks's roster. It's the Jacobs, Montgomery, and Gasecki. I just don't think they're going to do enough. Let me tell you what, for Slip Psyche, he better hopes he wins this one. Yeah. Because if he loses, I mean, it's all downhill from him. He's going to be like, what is this, 2020 again? He's like, what do he's I got to, what is he's 2019 again? He just wants to get out of. Uh, he just wants to get out of week one with no injuries. Jesus. He'll take. He'll take a loss if he just has no injuries. I don't think he will to get thirty nine <laughs> points or thirty. Yeah, thirty nine plus points from two guys, and to yeah. to lose, he's he's got to be thinking, what do I got to do to get a victory here? Hey, I remember like three or four years ago, <laughs> one Thursday night, I was facing Rusty, and he had Saquon and. Some wide receiver, I can't remember who, but on Thursday night they combined for like 70 points. And I came back and won. And ever since then, I was like, you never know. You never know. Never know. All right, let's move on. So you're going to take Brad there. I'm going to take Slip. Let's move on to me versus Pittman. Tough little matchup here. Wolf of Wall Street versus I Would Walk 500 Miles. That's a decent name. It's not great. Um, we're pretty much evenly matched here. 133.06 to 
18. I currently have a little edge here with C.D. Lamb giving me 19.9. Mike Evans, um, I think he thought there was a football game. I don't know if he showed up. Uh, 3.9 points there. Who you got on this one? Oh, man. What's, what's going to happen with Barkley? Is he going to get, like, enough of a workload? Um... I think, man, this is it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a toss-up. It, you guys aren't going to like this. It's a toss-up because I think this might be the this might be like the lowest combined Ooh. matchup of the week. Okay. Um. So you're not feeling Chase Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also not feeling Miles Gaskin. No, you're not. No, I'm not. What about Antonio Gibson? I do like him. I like him a whole lot. I mm. don't. I'm not feeling Dallas Goddard either. And you're I'm, not. And I like Jalen Hurts. So I don't. It's huh. like it's like oh, shrinks hers weaknesses. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you squeak it out. I'm gonna say it's gonna be like. You get 122, Pittman's at like 116, and yeah, you squeak it out. I took myself. I don't know if I get 122. I think I'm on the 110 range. Pittman's going to be sub 100. Um, I think it's going to be close because of Aaron Rodgers. I think because of Derrick Henry. And I also think because of Antonio Gibson, it's close. Um, my guys, they don't overperform, but they show up enough. So <clears throat> of my starters here, I actually think Barkley's going to show up for like two touchdowns and like 60 yards. He's going to get a couple goal line TDs just to give them the, the, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the knowledge that he needs to be like, all right, I can do this again. But he's not going to have the yards there. I think Metcalf kind of shows up. Stafford's going to be okay against the Bears because the Bears suck. Waller's going to be okay. Goober Cup's going to do a say. I, I sneak it out. Like I said, it's going to be a 110 to 98 victory. Nothing to write home about, but just enough to say, stuff it, Pittman. You lost. Thanks for playing. I'll see you in a couple weeks when I can beat you again. That's really about it. <laughs> All right, so we take that one there. All right, let's go to the final one. Uh, Chaz versus Rusty. Currently, Chaz is sitting at 137.74. Rusty at a 144.09. Sitting with 52.7 points from two guys. Chris Godwin, Dak Prescott, both, both overachieving. In points, uh, who you got on this one? Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's going to be hard to come back from that. Although it's weird, right? Because like, hey Joe, can you see? What if I told you Patrick Mahomes went for thirty-three points? Would you be surprised? No. Hey, what if I told you Devontae Adams went for twenty points? Would you be surprised? No. Then then they're even. They're back okay. to you know. Then they're back <laughs> to even. You know. 
So he's like, okay, well, he doesn't like his top heavy there. But it's just, yeah, I think Rusty, I think it's, I think Dalvin Cook is going to do his thing. Um, well, I, maybe that doesn't mean Jefferson does his, but Dalvin's going to do enough. Um, and either Hilaire or Sanders will have a good game. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with Rusty. Yeah, I don't think this is close. Um, Mahomes is going to his. Adams is going to his. Hopkins is a wild card. Robinson, believe you're it or familiar. Not. You're familiar with Hopkins. He's very yeah. like he's the player now that like he just doesn't. From what I've seen, is I would love to have Hopkins. I wish I had Hopkins on my team. I'll say that right now. I'll take Hopkins. He yeah, would start I love for my Hopkins. team easily. Chaz, hit me up. Hit me up about Hopkins. I just don't care about your quarterbacks, but. The but he's like he's he seems like one of those where he's gonna just the way the offense is set up he's gonna be really really good between the twenties but once you get into like the red zone he's just not a part of the equation. See, I don't know about that. I, I agree with you between the twenties, but he's also got the fade route. They don't do that though. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. He is. Inside the 20, they throw at least one fade route to him in the corner of the end zone. He'll get one shot. He might not get two, but he's going to get at least one. And that's where he's good. Um, Outside of that, though, I mean, Logan Thomas, thanks for playing. Harris, man. I mean, he only had – DeAndre Hopkins only had six touchdowns last year. Oh, I wonder how many of them were inside the 20. But that's what I'm saying. Like, for a team that's, like, so, like, offensively ahead of the game, he had – he matched the most receptions he's ever had. Second or third in yardage he's ever had. And – and matched his fifth-best touchdown production. I mean, just looking at Chaz's team, like, so, who does he do? What does he do? Pull out. <laughs> he's got Ruggs and Beasley are the only players he can play. Yeah, he can't do it. I mean, he's got to ride out the rookie. And, I mean, and I hope – I mean, I hope Devontae Smith does well because if he does well, that means Jalen Hurts does well. But, I mean – and I don't mind Brandon Cooks. I mean, yeah, be the number one team on a – number one receiver on a shitty team that's probably going to be behind and throwing all the time. I mean, that's the beauty of fantasy. Yeah. And I love Logan Thomas. I wish I had Logan Thomas. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just going to be, there's the margin of error is just too thin, I think. So I'm <laughs> if he go. pulls this one off, I mean. It's because he drafted all those quarterbacks. It's because he drafted the quarterbacks and we don't know shit and he's got four championship belts and i think honestly this is gonna be a 157 127 30 point route but we'll see what happens um i just don't see it this week maybe next week Chaz. we'll see what happens buddy and i think that'll do it so you got both uh, (laughs) rusty winning i got rusty winning uh, here we go, Jared. It's a new season. Zero, We're here, zero. man. I can't believe weekend's here. We are here. Um, first victory goes to the Tampa Bay Bucks over the Dallas Cowboys. 
And here we go, fantasy week one. Uh, let's see who wins, who comes out on top, who's pissed about their squad, and who starts spending money in fab. Hey-o. hey Real Howdy, money. Bud. Little bit over that hour and 15-minute yeah. mark. but uh, We had to read. There was some time there recapping the draft weekend, so we won't have that each week. So won't be like we're trying that. To, we're trying to – Fellas, we're trying to figure it out to try to kind of limit it to that hour mark or so. Um, so you can kind of listen to us while you're out mowing the yard or doing whatever. But uh, until then, until we figure it out, dodge injuries and guess right. Thank you for listening to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to the website, anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution... We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries, and guess right.